parlays, player props, and predictions. Those are the four P's, and it's week two of the NFL season. Today, I got cooked up for you four player props, a money line parlay, and we'll finish it off with the first touchdown score in Sunday Night Football, Bears versus Packers. Flashback to last week. We cashed out plus 700. Mike Evans scored the first touchdown. He got it done. Let's do that again today. Buckle on in. It's going to be an action-packed episode. If you are new to the Call on Our Shot channel, my name is Austin. If you want to hit that subscribe button, I'd appreciate it. We're closing in on 40,000 subscribers. If you want to drop a like too, I'd appreciate that too. We got a lot of content coming your guys' way. Speaking of content, we have our week two best bets for spreads and a team total. You can go check that out. The thumbnail looks exactly like the one on the screen. We also, if you like college football, we did a week three best bets video for college football on Saturday. You can go check that out. The thumbnail looks like this one. But that further ado if you want to sign up for underdog our sponsor for the video you can do so sign up for underdog fantasy using code cos or the link in the description you get a hundred percent deposit match up to 100 bucks you get free a hundred dollars basically to place on some player prop parlays we'll be doing some of those and i'll be posting them on our twitter over the next couple of days as week two approaches but without further ado let's hop into it we got a one and a half unit play it's the biggest play of the weekend my favorite play of the season so far marcus mariota over 18 and a half completions minus 120 on DraftKings. Now, I'd play this up to 19 and a half. If they move it to 20 and a half, probably say sayonara. I'm not taking it. Now, Marcus Merida, the new starting QB for the Falcons. You wouldn't expect me to be betting one and a half units on him, but we will be doing that today. Now, Mariota in week one, 20 for 33, 20 completions, cash in this, in week one versus New Orleans. Now, he did only have seven completions in the second half, because if you flash back to that game, well, the Falcons blew a lead. Not that they've kind of come accustomed to doing that, but he only threw seven. He only had seven completions in the second half, and they were leading the whole set, spread around the whole game in the second half, and then they obviously choked it away. That was a game in which the Falcons ran it 38 times, 12 of them by Marcus Mariota, and I just don't see them having the same success on Sunday against the Rams, led by Aaron Donald and Bobby Wagner, kind of hawking those, those running backs. Now, we think about Sunday, they also find themselves... 10 and a half point underdogs. It would not surprise me if we're seeing them getting blown out and that's good for this bet because we need Mariota to be throwing it. We need to be completing some easy throws. Now, you look at last week, Josh Allen at 26 completions versus the Rams. Biggest part, he completed 84% of his passes. And while Josh Allen is not Marcus Mariota and Marcus Mariota is not Josh Allen, I do think that you'll see him being able to get this done. Here's a list of QBs since the start of last season that have thrown the ball 20 or more times versus this, uh, versus this Rams defense. You look at it, 14 of the last 16 quarterbacks to throw the ball 20 or more times also hit this over versus the Rams. And while you have some not great quarterbacks on this list, the two people that did miss were also Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, a rookie. Well, Mariota hasn't necessarily been, you know, a starting QB in a hot minute. I do think he's fully capable of getting this done. 20 completions, 19 if you get it at 18 and a half is not really too hard to do. I don't see Mariota as a guy that's trying to stretch the field, trying to complete 50-yard bombs to Kyle Pitts and Drake London. I think he's going to take some easier throws to the running backs, get this easy, you know, easy completions. This could be a team that's throwing it all second half. And it's good for 19 completions. I absolutely love this play. One and a half unit. It might be a little bit more if this weren't week two and if it weren't Marcus Mariota, but I really like it. We're taking it. Now, my second player prop of this video, we're going to be going with the guy by the name of, and you might know this guy, Jonathan Taylor. We're taking us over 96 and a half rushing yards. Now, Obviously, Jonathan Taylor plays for the Colts, one of the best running backs in the league. And this pick might seem a little bit square, but let's dive into it. Now, the Colts might not cover this weekend. They might not even win this weekend as they were playing the Jaguars in Jacksonville. That's a fun fact. The Jags have beaten the Colts in Jacksonville seven straight times. They have their number. I don't know what they got against them, but still we do think that Jonathan Taylor can at least get it done, even if they are losing. Now, we can't let them get blown out, but I think they can get this done. Now, in week one, Taylor smashed us out of the water. 31 carries, 161 rushing yards now. Granted, that was a game they were also tied well, they ended up in a tie. They were trailing against the Texans for a large majority of it. Still gave Jonathan Taylor 31 carries. And that was also obviously overtime. So maybe he sees a little bit less. But Matt Ryan threw the ball 50 times in that game. 
they aren't going to win a lot of games with Matt Ryan throwing 50 times. And look at last week in week one, the Jaguars did allow 58 rushing yards to Antonio Gibson on 14 carries. I expect Jonathan Taylor to see more than 14. And they did throw the ball to Gibson. He had seven, seven receptions, 72 receiving yards. So I think they're going to expect a little bit more ground and pound out of Jonathan Taylor and the Colts here with a great offensive line. And Taylor's last three games versus the Jags. 77, 116, and 253 rushing yards. So obviously that 77 is a little bit of an anomaly, but that was week 18 last year when you saw the Colts lose into the Jags at week 18 when they needed a win to get to the playoffs. Obviously they were down a lot. I think they were down 15 pretty early in the game and they really kind of abandoned the run. In fact, he still got 77. It's pretty encouraging, but look at Taylor's last 15 games, hit the over or had 100 plus rushing yards and 11 of them. His four misses, let's talk about those teams, Tennessee, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, and obviously that Jags game. Well, number one, two, and three on that list, there were one, two, and three in the fewest rushing yards per game allowed in the NFL last season. Jacksonville, for comparison, was 22nd. So I do think the Colts or the Jags have a little bit of a better defensive line this year with Trayvon Walker, the number one overall pick, but I still do think the Colts will give it to Jonathan Taylor. Asking for 97 rushing yards might seem like a lot, but I think he's certainly capable of doing it. He's going to get a big workload, and I think he gets it done. Jonathan Taylor, over 96 and a half rushing yards, one unit play, we're in on it. Now let's move to player prop number three. Darren Waller of the Las Vegas Raiders taking his over 48 and a half receiving yards, minus 110 on BetMGM, another one unit play. Now last week, the Raiders, we saw them get that shiny new toy in Devontae Adams and what they do, they just spammed him. They threw it to him 17 times and they lost by five. Now this week, I expect more of a balanced attack and despite all those targets going to the way of Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, pretty decent game. Four receptions on six targets, 79 yards. You look at the last two seasons, Darren Waller hit this over in 16 of 27 games. That's 59% of the time. And if you take out all the road games, he set this over in 10 in the last 13 home games. They're at home against the Cardinals on Sunday. Now, all that is great, but I really like this matchup against Arizona even better. Last week, we saw the Cardinals give up 121 receiving yards to a guy named Travis Kelsey. You might know who he is. And while Waller will not see the volume that probably Kelsey saw, I think Kelsey all saw nine, 12 targets, but still, I do think he'll have a lot of advantageous matchups. It's going to get a lot of one-on-one. You can't double-team Darren Waller with Devontae Adams on the other side. So I think we'll see Josh McDaniels and uh, Derek Carr take advantage of it. Waller asking for barely less than 50 receiving yards. It's one of the best tight ends in the league. I think it's this, this line's a little bit too low. We're riding Mr. Darren Waller in this week two showdown. Now, let's move on and let's go on to another player prop. This is the one we're going to wrap up with our fourth player prop. We'll talk about a money line parlay plus a couple leans. Chase Edmonds, over 23 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 on DraftKings. Now, this opened up at 18 and a half, and my friend by the name of Monotone Football put it out on Twitter, went up to 23 and a half. I still like it here, it played up to 25 and a half. Now, Edmonds, let's talk about him. He debuted with the Dolphins, obviously on a new team, no longer on the Cardinals. In week one, four receptions, 40 yards, best part, on the field for 63% of the snaps. Now that was against New England. He barely got anything on the ground. I think he had like 12 carries for 20 something yards. He couldn't do anything on the ground, but still saw a lot of work in that in the air, which is where Chase Edmonds, honestly, that's where he excels. Now, last season, the matchup they're playing, playing against the Baltimore Ravens, a team that allowed the second fewest rushing yards per game last season. So I don't see him getting a lot of success on the ground, probably target him in the air and get him some short throws, let him do his thing and get some extra yards after the catch. Now, Baltimore last week allowed the Jets running backs in Brees Hall and my Michael Carter to both get 38 and 40 receiving yards. Now it's worth noting Joe Flacco threw the ball 59 times in week one for the Jets. Like that's Tua Tagovailoa is not throwing it 59 times. If he does, 
Well, he's going to have to put his arm on ice because that means the Ravens are probably blowing him out. But I do think that we'll see, you know, Edmonds have a pretty good day. You look at his receptions line, it's at two and a half with minus 172 on the over. So they're expecting to get at least three receptions. And I think he can get that done since 2021. He's had 10 games with two, uh, two or more receptions. He's at the over in seven of those games. And you look at running backs last year, well, since 2021, that have had a couple receptions against this Ravens defense. In fact, since 2021, 14 running backs, but three or more receptions versus the Ravens. 10 of them have hit this over. Two of them, one were a fullback, one was Nick Chubb, not known as a pass catcher. Look, Edmonds might not be able to do a lot on the ground, but I think he's going to be a great receiver. I think the Ravens are a team that plays a lot of safety looks, and I think they're going to push those safeties back with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle trying to stretch the field. I really like Jason Edmonds underneath. 23 and a half receiving yards, not asking for a lot. If it's a beat like Travis Etienne was last week, I might not come back. You might never see me again if we see, you know, Edmonds get over it and then have some garbage fumble go under. I, I don't know what we'll do, but I chase Edmonds. I really like it over 23 and a half receiving yards. Now, before I get into some parlays, here's a couple leans I had, and maybe we'll do a separate video on Saturday with a couple more as we learn more about injuries and get more lines on books. Reese Hall over 14 and a half receiving yards, obviously easily hit it in week one. I think he's going to be used a lot out of the backfield. He showed some good burst catching the ball and kind of turning around the edge doing that. Tom Brady over 0, 0.5 interceptions with Tom Brady to throw a pick. Now, yes, it's Tom Brady betting against the GOAT, but the, the Saints have been his poppy for a hot minute. When he's in when he's in Tampa, when he's been in Tampa, the Saints have had his number. Saints are very good defense. Davis Mills over 0.5 interceptions. He struggled on the road. Kind of talked about that in week two's best bets video. Go check that one out after this one. Then Curtis Samuel over in receptions. Don't have a line for this one. It appears they used him more as like a, a Christian McCaffrey. You think back to Ron Rivera's days with the Panthers. I think he has a pretty good game again. We'll see if the Bucks are catching on to Curtis Samuel's usage in this one. But do your research on those. Maybe I add them in another video on uh, Saturday or maybe I tweet them out at Colin on our shot make sure you're following us but let's move to this parlay time it's a money line parlay that's why you guys came here four legs commanders colts broncos giants all the win plus 588 on Fanduel. that's what we're riding with and let's talk about these teams commanders going up against the lions everyone loves the lions i love the lions the problem is don't know if I really trust them. They made last game look pretty close, but it wasn't really all that close. And the Commanders are a decent team. Got that week one victory over the Jags. They had to come back in that one. I think they can certainly sneak it sneak it out in this one. It spreads one and a half. So if any team could win. Colts versus Jags. I talked about the Colts potentially losing to the Jags. I hope they don't because they're in our money line parlay. And I think they get it done. I don't see, think they want to go to 0-1-1 and on this year. I don't think they want to do that. Broncos versus Texans. Broncos should be able to get that done. They're 10-point favorites. I think they can certainly wax the Texans. Davis Mills struggled on the road. I talked about that in another video. Giants versus Panthers. Panthers, what were you guys doing last week? I mean, we took the Browns. They cashed that pretty easily. But do you like the Giants to beat them? Giants coming off a big victory in week one. I think they continue that over into week two. So Giants team. Got a new head coach. They're playing for him, and it looks really awesome. I'm riding with him. Plus 588. Take a stab at it. Don't put a full unit on it. Just sprinkle on it. It's week two. Parlay is going to be hard to hit. Now let's move in to our anytime or our first touchdown score. We're going to take the anytime touchdown parlay off for this week. It's hard to predict those. Those are very tough. Never really been too successful with them. But this first touchdown score, Sunday Night Football, Bears-Packers, we're going with Aaron Jones. Plus 550. Not the best value, but first touchdown scorers, that's what we're riding with. Let's talk about why I like Aaron Jones. Number one, the Packers got spanked in week one. They got a beat down thanks to the Vikings. And you know what happened last year? They got the same beat down by the Saints. They lost 38 to three last year. And what they do in week two, they realized, oh, we didn't give Aaron Jones the ball enough. And Aaron Jones went out in week two, scored four touchdowns. Now, I'm not predicting Aaron Jones scores four touchdowns on Sunday, but I do need to get him the ball. He has scored a touchdown in three straight games versus the Bears. And he only had eight touches last week. 
That's actually one more than he had last year. Week one when he only had seven. I think Jones gets it done. I think they feed him the ball. He obviously has been touched a lot last week. I think they get it, the ball in his hands. One of their best pass catchers. One of the best running backs they have. Ride with Aaron Jones. First touchdown score at plus 550 odds. Can we go? Can we keep moving on these touch first touchdown scores? Who knows? But I have faith in it. Now, that will do it for this video. If you want to sign up for Underdog Fantasy, we would certainly appreciate it. Use our code COS or the link in the description for a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. We'd appreciate it. It's free money. Take advantage of it. Now, week two best bets for my favorite spread picks and a team total. Click that video. It's on the screen. Our college football week three best bets video. Go click that one too. You definitely want to check those out. We got a lot of, a lot of content coming your way. Thank you guys all for supporting the channel. We appreciate you guys as always. This is Austin signing out. I'll see you guys again next week. Peace.